This is Morgan Hazelwood, back again with more writing tips and writerly musings. Today, I'm here to share with you CSI Fantasy Edition. Now, when you're writing a story, there's usually something that the main character doesn't know and has to figure out. Sometimes it's, what is someone else thinking? It could be, where do I find the MacGuffin? But often, there's a whole mystery to solve with a body growing cold. At Balticon 53, Gail Martin, Kim the comic book goddess, David Keener, and Keith DeCandido, led by their moderator and retired Baltimore detective, John L. French, discussed the fun and peculiarities of dealing with investigation, fantasy style. First up, we discussed, of course, the principles of forensics. No investigation should begin without the principle of that grandfather of forensics, Dr. Edmund Locard. His exchange principle states that every contact leaves a trace and was the real world inspiration for Sherlock Holmes. Now, once an incident has been found, if there is suspicion that it was not natural in cause, two jobs have been left for the investigator. First off, document the scene. You never know when a small detail will lead to a clue. And secondly, find evidence that conclusively, hopefully, leads to, hopefully, the culprit. Of course, not all crimes are solvable. Um, and that's... The real world. In your fantasy world, you can solve anything. Um, next up, we discuss determining the cause of death fantasy style. These days, everyone's a detective buff. Amateur detective buff. Uh, things that we take for granted, from fingerprints to blood splatter patterns to autopsies, were not accepted until the 1900s, some of them the latter half. In your fantasy world, you should make sure that your detectives don't use techniques that they have no reason to know. Yes, it's your world. Yes, you can introduce these things early, but try and think through the science of it and have a world that supports that. So, when you find a crime for those violent crimes, well, if you have a body, just like in real life, if a death cannot be determined to be a homicide, the investigation usually just ends right there. It's either marked as natural causes or undetermined. Without a body, well, before the modern era, it was not uncommon for people to just go missing. Some were restarting their lives elsewhere, um, voluntarily or not chain gangs, and some weren't so lucky. Of course, in a violent world, mercenaries and soldiers and professional killers, not to mention medical personnel, would have reason to know the appearance of common wounds and the effects of their standard weapons, or magics, or poisons. Plus, with magic, depending on your world, you can find out a lot. In worlds with necromancy, you could simply raise the body and ask, or have the body lead you to the killer. In worlds with sympathetic magic, you take the weapon or some left item. 
and have that act as a compass to lead you to the killer or the thief. It doesn't have to be murder. In worlds with trauma-based illusion spells, you could have an instant replay of the spell. Or wait, the attack, that one, yes. So next up, we ask the panelists ways that they use magic in their detecting worlds. Now, not all of our uh, panelists have written detective novels, but they all gave us great pointers or examples and reminded us, even if you have magic, it's a better story when it comes with complications of its own. Keith DeCandido's world has a wizard, or almost two, who have mastered a peel-back spell that can show what happened with illusions and shadows on the wall. Given no audience, the wizard gets there before it's been too long and has the energy to cast said spell. Um, plus, it plays out with the same lighting levels that were there at the time, so things in shadow remain in shadow. Gail Z. Martin, her world has necromancy so she can find her leads, but she can't let the cops know how she knows what she knows, and she doesn't want to end up a suspect herself. So there's a little twist. Kim, who hasn't written, did want to remind us that um, homicide detectives have to be the smartest because their victim is dead. David let us know that his world has magicians that can pull memories from both the living and the dead. Only the dead's memories are little fragmented there. And John, as a real-life detective, reminded us that when looking for a motive, often a homicide is just an assault gone too far. Isn't that a cozy thought? All in all, uh, CSI Fantasy Edition was a dynamic and fun panel that I wished could have covered more. Do you have any tips of the trade that our panelists didn't get a chance to mention? Share them in the comments below. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll be back again next week with more writing tips from my over 24 hours of Balticon 53 programming to share. I may have attended a lot of panels. Um... As always, feel free to subscribe and tune in next week. If you've lasted this long, I've got a confession to make. My notes literally said Picard Lacard, not Dr. Edmund Locard. I thought he actually had a rhyming name, and I wasn't 100% sure it wasn't just Captain Picard on the holodeck. Thank you, Google, for correcting me. <laughs> And that's all for today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, hit that subscribe button and share it with all your friends. It goes a long way towards helping people find me. And I'll be back again next Monday with more writing tips and writerly musings. Bye bye